Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome back to 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the program for his Monday visit, ladies and gentlemen, the great Jeremy Rutherford. Morning, Jr. Mr. Tim, how you doing, buddy? I'm wonderful. What's the good word? What's the good? Jackson wants to know what the good word is. He I thinks do. the good word is mm-hmm. Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, the good word with him. No, things are good. Yeah, Jackson said, you ready? We'll be up in uh, a minute and a half. And I said, yeah, that'll give me plenty of time to get my nerves out before I talk to Tim here. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine talking to somebody of my stature, of course, I'm not talking height, has to be incredibly intimidating. Hey, by the way, you just tweeted out some news. Uh, Joel Hofer is uh, going back to Springfield, but the Blues mentioned in their release uh, that this had always been the plan. I would imagine some people are like, oh, because he had a rough outing last night, is that the reason he's going down? That, uh, according to the Blues, is not the case. What can you tell us? Yeah, Tim just said, uh, as originally planned, and, and I believe that's the case. Uh, Doug Armstrong, I go back to uh, the trade deadline, hinted that we would see Joel Hofer at some point. I think that was kind of important to get him a few games. Of course, uh, by contract and by his level of play, he's probably going to be the backup next year to Jordan Bennington on that one-way contract. And so get him a taste of things uh, this year, and they did that. And he had a good run here, 3-0-1. He didn't get the decision last night, even though he gave up the five goals on 17 shots. So 3-0-1, and as we know, just uh, looked outstanding. So he's going to go back to Springfield and help that group out, try to make the playoffs and have a long playoff push like they did last year. And the one thing, you know, now fans might look at that situation last night and say, gosh, you should have sent him back after he – won a few games feeling good about himself. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with tasting what he tasted last night? And, you know, he knew that things weren't always going to be rosy. Uh, but to have some adversity and take that into the off season after the Springfield playoff run, you know, I think will be uh, something good for him as he gets set next uh, summer uh, for the coming season. What did you think of uh, this weekend's games? We certainly got a chance to see some uh, offense in Southern California. That's for sure. Back-to-back uh, games with six goals. Uh, what stands out to you from the Blues' outpouring of offense against uh, the Kings and the Ducks? Yeah, I think the fact that uh, you know they're keeping their head in it. They're they're still playing. You know, you're talking ten games left in the season, no playoffs, and you know the team looks a lot different than it did a few weeks ago. And uh, they realize that they're trying to build something for next season. And I think the fact that uh, you know you never want to say that they're mailing it in, but uh, that could have been the case down the stretch here in these last. 10 or 15 games, but they're fighting back. That's a tough turnaround. I know Anaheim and L.A. are right next to each other, but to win the game uh, that you should win against Anaheim and then to to come back last night and get down quick early again like they have here a couple times lately, 
you know, they didn't give up. They get the three unanswered in the third, the second period and, and fight back and take it all the way down to the end. So I, I think that uh, you're getting some good individual performances out of a few guys, too. Uh, Braden Shan, I think, has been a model citizen. And, and I think the newcomers, you keep seeing more and more out of Kapanen that gets you excited. So I think it's just going to give people a little bit of a glance as to what these guys could look like next year. Uh, JR, I enjoyed the column uh, on The Athletic uh, that came out over the weekend, uh, the predictions and uh, what uh, the staff got right and what the staff got wrong. You (laughs) held yourself accountable with regards to the Blues. I will allow you to expound on that. Yeah, first of all, I got to give some context here. So you're working on stories. You know, you could be writing a David Prawn story or you could be, you know, writing a Braden Shen story. And all of a sudden, you'll get a uh, message to pop up in your athletic box. And, and basically, it says, hey, we're doing bold predictions. What's your bold prediction for this upcoming season, 22-23? And I'm like, I don't know. I Bold? Uh, Tarasenko resigns. So, you know, you're kind of tight for time, pressed for time. So, yeah, I'll go with that. So months and months and months ago, prior to the season, I said my bold prediction will be that Vladimir Tarasenko re-signs with the Blues. I think a lot of writers, when you do those, you know, it's, you're trying to write something that you might not even believe yourself. Of course, we've thought for a long time that he's going to be traded. But yeah, you're right. you got to hold yourself accountable. So I owned up to getting that one wrong in this piece that The Athletic just put out. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back on it at the beginning of the season, for, for the purpose of just having a let's see what we got right, let's see what we got wrong, taking it beyond the Blues re-signing Tarasenko, which of course didn't wind up happening. Um, what things did wind up playing out that you thought were going to happen Perron certainly would be a, a one that a lot of people his impact uh certainly being one that a lot of people were, were concerned about before the season even started and what are some things that uh, wound up happening that you did not see coming I, I i can't imagine you saw you maybe could see the blues not making the playoffs but not necessarily a year like this i would imagine yeah, that's the that's the number one big picture. Like, no way, no way that you predict uh, the season would have played out like this for sure. You know, in terms of uh, Perron, I think that's one. Uh, I think he would have helped. I think his uh, influence in the locker room and, and being able to keep the team looking forward would have helped this team. You know, I've said before, I don't know that even if you have him on the roster, uh, does the defense play better? Does that, you know, that includes the forwards too? Uh, just overall, the Blues defense. I think that was one of the toughest things uh, that the Blues had to overcome this year, and they, and they never did. And uh, and I think that would have been an issue with or without Pron, probably. Uh, yeah, Doug Armstrong himself has said that you look at the top two or three, four defensemen, and would you predict that they'd all have uh, this type of season um, the same year? And, you know, maybe some fans are sitting here listening saying, yeah, I'm not high on this D, and I don't like the way it's constructed, and they're missing a lot of stuff that you need in the NHL on on the blue line and they don't have it and it needs to be reworked I get it but I think uh, even if this group had played up to its level that it has in the past it could have been better and it just wasn't there and you know then otherwise I think the special teams you lose Jim Montgomery he was so good on that PK he goes to Boston and shows what he can do behind the bench as a head coach but I think he was a big influence not only on his unit the PK but uh within the locker room. I did that story on the Russians where he had that text thread with all the blues Russian players and just keeping everybody loose and and moving forward. So uh, I think that's something that you you looked at at the beginning of the season. That's going to be tough to replace. And that wound up being the case. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Montgomery and replacing him and and whether or not that was a huge moment or not, who knows, but you knew he was going to move on at some point once he uh, had his stint as an assistant with the blues, the Bruins clinched their division 
And just to give some context as to what Montgomery and the Bruins have done this year, if the Maple Leafs were in the Central, they would be in first place by four points. But since they're in the same division with the Bruins, they are 22 points back <laughs> of first place Boston. I mean, I don't. I mean, this is this is otherworldly. What Jim Montgomery and the Boston Bruins are doing. The current number with nine games left: 57, 11, and five. 119 points. Uh, the second best in the league is 103 with the Hurricanes. Um, give me some historical context on the Boston Bruins and uh, what your expectations are when the playoffs get started. Yeah, just amazing. I mean, it's a juggernaut what he's got going right now, and it's really no surprise. Uh, just based on the people that you talk to who have played for him, who just love the relationship and what he does with them. Uh, I remember talking to Jim Montgomery. It was early this season. The Blues were getting ready to play in Boston, and I had a chance to talk talk on the phone with him. And he said, you know, he had some other opportunities. And he didn't say this, but I think Chicago, I think Winnipeg, there were some other clubs. And all of a sudden, Boston surprisingly popped open and he said oh my gosh original six I could coach that team and and it was a good fit uh, not only for Boston but for Jim Montgomery as well and and Tim I just give him all the credit in the world when the Blues hired him as an assistant coach he was coming out of that situation with Dallas when he was let go and uh, he just really owned up to everything and he put his head down and he went to work and give the Blues some credit too uh, for giving him that opportunity Tom Stillman Doug Armstrong they both said that uh, they believe in the second chances Uh, for somebody like Jim there, and uh, he made the most of it. And uh, you never know how things are going to unfold. And so when that Boston thing popped open, he really walked into a good roster, good situation, uh, but he's really got them playing well. So after this long regular season, you always wonder about, you know, peaking the whole year, what's it going to look like in the playoffs. But I think they added some some more pieces at the trade deadline, and they uh, you just don't see any holes. You look at that whole lineup and you say, okay, where's the holes? And and so I think uh, they have to be – just about in everybody's top two in terms of who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Those Eastern Conference playoffs are an absolute gauntlet when you take yeah. a look at uh, what's what's lurking out there. I can't wait to uh, to watch that as we will have some of uh, the former Blues certainly involved, both on the ice in the case of Montgomery behind the bench. JR, always enjoy the conversation, sir. Thank you so much for your time this morning. All right, Timmy. Yeah, somebody your stature, the nerves uh, went away eventually, so thanks for making it so easy on me here. Thank you, and also thank you for acknowledging uh, the fact that I am now 6'4 with these new lifts. That's Jeremy Rutherford with us here on 101 ESPN. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next with Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.